Raider Nation, wake up and get ready because it's time for the morning grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Good morning, Raider Nation. This is Lincoln Kennedy, and today is August 10th, 2022. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Morning Grind. On today's show, I want to discuss, obviously, the Hall of Fame game and also the induction ceremony itself. You know, I was tremendously touched by what the Raiders alumni and Mark Davis did to celebrate Cliff Branch, um, who was actually Mark Davis's best friend. Uh, and, you know, little fact, uh, Mark Davis at one point was his agent. You know, Could you imagine that? You know, son uh, negotiating uh, against his father. Neither here nor there. But uh, look, I, I got to share with you guys just back in Canton, Ohio, there was a there's a Hyatt place and I think it had four floors uh, of um, rooms. But the alumni, uh, the Raiders alumni did an outstanding job with taking that hotel over. It was all Cliff Branch everywhere. Every room had Cliff Branch pictures. Every every room also had, you know, Raider towels and, and, and Cliff Branch towels and, and Raider blankets and pillows and stuff like that. So it really was wonderful to see it took over the whole hotel. And while the time that we were there for the game as well as the induction, it was all Raiders everywhere. Raiders staff, Raider family, former Raider players, the Hall of Famers, the good gold jackets came by, you know, to pay their respects. So it really was a special moment. And I was so happy to see the Raiders, you know, just really take care of their own because, you know, that saying, once a Raider, always a Raider, holds true. But Cliff Branch is finally in the National Football Hall of Fame, long overdue, well-deserved, couldn't have been happy for my friend. May he rest in heaven. It's sad that it happened. It had to happen three years after his passing when he deserved it all along the time of when he was playing. So with that being said, I am definitely happy for the Branch family. I'm definitely happy to see another Raider get, go into the Hall of Fame. And I think right now we're in the top five, four, four or five of a um, number of teams that have got players in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, that's just a, the, the commitment to excellence, the tribute to greatness. That's, that's what it is. So. It's one of those things where it's, it, it was a great weekend, great presentation. There was, you know, a lot of tears in the audience, a lot of people really happy. I really appreciate the words that Richard Seymour had to say about the organization of Mr. Davis. Uh, he played his last four years of his career with the Raiders. For what it's worth, Richard Seymour had spoke very highly of Mr. Davis because he said he was always a Raiders fan growing up. Found out that he was going to play for him and decided to make the best of his last couple of years in his career. But, you know, naturally he goes in as a Patriot. That's where he spent most of his years. That's where he won his championships. So it's, uh, it's good. But he's still a Raider. Once a Raider, always a Raider. So with that being said, let's talk about the game. You know, coming into this season, I had high expectations for a number of reasons. One, offensively, you have every weapon that you could possibly need. And, and in this offense, if you think back to the days when you were watching New England dominate that, that, that division, and this offense, it does well for a tight end and a slot receiver, which you have notably in Darren Waller as well as Hunter Renfro. But also, they like to run two tight end sets. There's a lot of what we call 12, which is two tight ends. 13 is three tight ends. Usually use them in strong arm formations, goal line formations, short yardage formations. But this offense can curtail to that. So then you talk about some of the other tight ends like Foster Moreau that have played in uh, in Takiyan or, tr- or trying to develop someone else. Like some of the Raiders have a slew of tight ends on their roster throughout camp. So trying to develop somebody else in this offense can give them a lot of opportunities to catch the ball and stuff like that and be a part of it. As well as the, sl- the slot receiver, Hunter Renfro. 
Now, Hunter Renfro had a breakout year last year, as you well know. And uh, Derek Carr was and him connected so often that he was able – they were both able to find themselves in the Pro Bowl. But coming into this season, there are going to be defenses that are going to start to key on what Hunter does well. That whip route where he snaps like he's going in and then goes out, and then he's, he's open. He had a couple scores last year. People are going to start paying attention to that. So that's, that's one of the things that's going to be curious. And then you have the added bonus of Devontae Adams. Now, I, I say that to say this. Derek and Devontae were high school room, I mean, college roommates, and I'm sure Derek's going to love lighting it up. What he brings to the field is just another weapon that it can stretch the field. You can't cover everybody all the time. So it'll be interesting to see how the opposing defenses play against the pass game. But I will I will say this. This is a running football team. The, the Patriots have always been a running football team. You can sit there and say what you want about Brady. Yes, obviously he made you know big-time throws when he was there, and quarterbacks made big-time throws when they were there to the tight end or whatever. But this is an offense that wants to run the ball. They want to be physical. So I was proud to see the way they came out in the game, uh, get big chunks of yards in the first couple of runs. And just a little side note, you know, there were people who have been questioned, why is Josh Jacobs out there if you're fearing injury? Look, the only way you're going to get better at playing football is playing football. So you, you, you can't make the club in a tub. They, they were like, well, Derek Carr doesn't. No, Derek Carr doesn't need it. Derek, Derek Carr's played enough football that he doesn't need it. He doesn't need preseason. Heck, you know, if I was in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't be in preseason. Well, you don't ask a veteran quarterback to go to preseason. You know, that That's ridiculous. There are other players like that. You know, Chandler Jones, he doesn't need preseason. I mean, these are longtime vets. They don't need preseason. But, you know, for the last couple of years, there was a there was a fact that the starters didn't play for the first four games. And, you know, Gruden had held them out or the first the preseason games, held them out of preseason. Got to get a warm up, got to get a lather, got to get a good look. And this is a big year for Josh Jacobs, notably because the Raiders didn't pick up the fifth year option. And if he doesn't have a good year, they could probably see him on the chopping block. There's a wide opinion around the National Football League that you can have running back by committee. So, you know, you don't necessarily need a star running back, but we're all pulling for Josh Jacobs. He's a good young man, and I'm hoping that he can really, you know, take off and have a good season this year and stay healthy. Also, let's talk about the offensive line. That's a big question mark. I was glad to see the starters, minus Colton Miller, who, again, side note, doesn't necessarily need preseason. I was pleased with the way the, the performance of the offensive line overall. They did Alex Leatherwood returned to right tackle, and they did some slide protections that helped protect his inside. He did all right, you know, standing up and, and taking on the, the base and seemed a little bit better. Now, it's hard to gauge because preseason speed is not regular season speed, and preseason speed is just a little bit faster than practice speed. But it's hard to gauge just how far he's come. But I'm looking forward to watching him more in this upcoming game against the Minnesota Vikings. Again, preseason, and we'll see how it goes. But the offensive line is going to be a big key. This this offense will not move if they're not able to hold their end of the bargain up, and I and I think they will. John Simpson and and Lester Cotton at guards, Andre James at at, at center, wasn't a whole lot of mistakes uh, um, throughout the night offensively with the offensive line, and that was good to see as well because last year they were riddled with penalties. And last but not least, let's talk about the defense. Really impressive with aggressive style of the defense and the mixed style of the defense. Still want to see how they're planning to use Max Crosby and Chandler Jones in this 3-4 scheme because I don't necessarily see Max dropping a lot back in coverage in the flats and stuff like that, being if he's a true outside linebacker. or the, the, I mean, most 3-4s are hybrids anyways where they end up rushing four no matter what. But it's one of those things where you, you – 
it looks like a three four on paper, but it acts more like either a five two or a four three. You know, uh, a stabbing with an outside backer coming out on on all brushes to give that extra pr- uh, pressure. Um, defense did well. You know, pitching somewhat of a shutout or denying a team scoring even in preseason is is a big confidence builder. And of course, you know what you got in special teams. So all in all, I thought it was a good performance. You know. Um, it's one of the things that that I'm looking forward to. And by the way, I got a new partner. His name is Jason Horowitz, and he's um, he, he's out he's out of New Jersey. Worked mostly with the Big Ten in college football, but I'm pleased to have him aboard the Raider family. Him and I are going to be doing the calling the games, uh, the radio games all this season. So look out and listen for us if you can. Uh, and and he did a great job. And our first time together, I thought he did a great job. Very insightful, very smart, very energetic. Very proud of him. That young man is going to is going to go a long way. But all in all, I think it was a good timeout. I really do. The entire weekend, the, the game, the obviously the induction with Cliff Branch, seeing all the Raider faithful, the, the, the hardcore fans come in there to celebrate, seeing the love for silver and black. It was a good night. It really was. So, so look, I'm looking forward to the Minnesota game. I'm sure about you. First game back in the Legion Stadium since the end of, the end of last year, and it's going to be rocking. Well, Raider Nation, that does it for me today. Check you out next week on the episode of Morning Grind. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Morning Grind on the official Raiders Podcast Network.